Hey friends, I'm so thrilled to be sharing this week's episode with you. It's actually an interview from my Attract and Stand Out virtual summit that I released at the beginning of the year with my friend, Dr. Alicia Wilkins. And a lot has happened in Alicia's life since we recorded this episode at the end of 2019. And she just announced last week that she's running for city council in District 2 in my neighboring city in Temecula, California. And I am so thrilled for her and... um, all that she's going to be able to do with this campaign. So I want you to hop over to wilkins2020.com and check out her campaign and learn what she's up to. And if you're called to, please sign up to volunteer or to donate or just check out exactly what she has to say and what her message is and see how it resonates with you. All right. Well, before we dive into the episode today, I just wanted to let you know also that starting next week on Monday, July 13th, I will be running my five-day challenge all about how to share your story and build a brand that attracts your ideal clients and has you standing out as an expert online. So if you haven't already, head over to my website, darlingholly.com, and click the free challenge button. All right, guys, let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to Attract and Stand Out Virtual Summit. I'm your host, Darlene Hawley. This year's summit is all about building a profitable personal brand and business that allows you to authentically show up and connect with your audience. I'm so excited to be featuring so many amazing businesswomen and their powerful stories and sharing them with you. Today, I'm interviewing one of my favorite ladies, Dr. Alicia Wilkins, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her because she embodies everything that I can think of for bringing women together and having that connection and collaboration with women to grow your business, um, to help develop your personal life, and just to, I think, overall, just be an amazing human being. So please help me welcome Dr. Alicia Wilkins. Hi, Alicia. Hi, and thank you so much, Darlene, for having me on your um, on your summit. I'm really excited to be here. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that when I asked for you to be on that you said yes, because I know um, how much of an impact you made into my life just for showing up like as your true authentic self and being vulnerable yeah. and connecting. I see you connecting with so many women and engaging in um, hard conversations and just showing up as you truly are. So I wanted to have you on so we could talk about how this really shows up in your world and how you mm-hmm. came to empower women the way that you do. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about who Alicia is. Tell us. Okay, like, sure. All right. Well, um, I actually grew up in Southeast San Diego. I'm actually a second generation San Diegan. And um, I was raised by a single mom. And I Um, I went to an inner city high school, an inner city high school where when I was getting ready to graduate, I actually 
um, had been a, accepted at a number of colleges and um, was going to be the first uh, person in my family to actually go to college. And I had a high school counselor whose responsibility it was to, you know, provide guidance. However, he didn't necessarily feel like that a student like me should go to a four-year college and um, thought that we should go to trade schools. But, um, which is always an interesting experience. But right. in that, I still moved forward and I went to college and obviously uh, um, went even beyond that and um, decided to take my master's in um, industrial organizational psychology. So I have a master's in science and then um, moved on to getting my PhD. But I share that story with people because there was a point in time when I was ashamed of my history. I was ashamed of the fact that I grew up poor. I was ashamed of the fact that I grew up in the ghetto. I was ashamed of, you know, the particular public school that I went to. And, um, well, there's this uh, run rapper um, named Two Chains that has this song called 4 a.m. It's probably not, <laughs> it's, it's a rapper. So, <laughs> but he has this one verse in the song that says, if it wasn't for the struggle, then I wouldn't be me. Mm -hmm. And it's so poignant um, to my life experience. And I found that the more I share my life experience, um, the more I, I'm able to connect with people, the more people are like, wow, um, you're just like me. And it's um, funny because um, a lot of that I just uh, equate it to race. And the more that I talk to different people, the more that I share my story, I'm realizing that there's so much commonality between me and other women specifically, irrespective of where they grew up or, you know, the culture they come from. And, and so that's, um, you know, my little history of how, you know, of becoming, I guess, um, as Michelle Obama would say, of becoming Alicia Wilkins. <laughs> yeah. And thank goodness you became her because, yeah, the world needs you in it, <laughs> for you. sure. Thank and you. And I love that you share like that, like the struggles there for a lot of us, like everybody has a story, like each of us have, we all grew up in different households and diff some of us, you know, with two parents, some with one, some with struggles, um, some did really well, but they had other challenges. Um, so there's so many ways that we can connect that as women, especially like and and support each other and lift each other up. And mm -hmm. so I love that you took that, um, story like how you were struggling and how like you rose through that and were yeah. have been able to do so many amazing things and have so many accolades and accomplishments to go with that so that's amazing yeah and I um and I I have to admit that one of my favorite things really is to um hear about other people's stories um and 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 that's where I that's where I really began to develop my comfort level in sharing my own is you know, hearing other people's stories and just um, recognizing that there's so much similarity um, between our lives. We're so much more similar than we are um, different. And um, it just really does tell really nicely into the work that I'm doing with Hub because in addition to learning about um, the women that I work with, their personal stories, I get to learn about their 
businesses and some of the struggles that occur um, as a result of, you know, having the courage to just launch a business. And so, um, and, and I enjoy being a problem solver. <laughs> and so, you know, so I like learning those stories and trying to figure out, you know, how can I help this individual in whatever aspect, whatever resource that they need or um, efficiency that they have, whether they're a really good, you know, empowerment coach, but you know, their um, business acumen in terms of financial is lacking, you know, I want to be able to provide the resources and the trainings to be able to help them to build that so that they can be a profitable and sustainable business. So, yeah, <laughs> I like hearing other people's stories too, in addition to sharing yeah. them now. Yeah. And I, and it's so true. Like I, I love stories too. Like I think one of my favorite things to do is to, to ask, like, I love doing the summit because I'm hearing all of these amazing stories and um, it's so cool to see like how like the breadcrumbs lead to who you, where you are today. Oh, yeah. Like there, like there's so many um, things that come up and some of them are obstacles that we have to, you know, climb over and mm -hmm. um, get through. And sometimes, you know, we get to celebrate with other people but it's just like, it's a cool opportunity to, to hear, especially women, I feel like, to share their stories and like hear um, everything that they've gone through and how yeah. they've like become um, the victors. They're not mm -hmm. playing the victim. They're actually, right. they're, you know, cheering each other on and supporting each other. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. One, of, um, which is another reason why I think uh, co-working spaces are so important um, I think a lot of times when we are business owners and we're um, working from home, there can be some isolation in that, right? Because the home is, you know, it, well, first of all, it's, you know, typically where, you know, where you lay your head and it's where you do your laundry and it's where you do all everything mm -hmm. else, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. so to be able to get into that frame of, no, today I'm going to be productive with my business is a challenge in itself but then the challenge of just um you know being isolated I mean um you know when you have a, a question that you want to ask someone or something that you just want to you know revise someone to be able to be in a space where you have other women who are entrepreneurs and freelancers um that are working and you can just say hey you know what what do you think about this uh business name you know I um was laughing um, at the fact that um, uh, one of my founding members, um, well, actually two of my founding members, I, um, well, one of them helped the other um, individual come up with a new name for their business. And so I was like, wow, that would not have happened except for the fact that, you know, I was able to connect these two together and they're from completely different industries. Um, so to see that, take place was pretty amazing and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that actually. <laughs> yeah can you tell us a little bit because I feel like we need we should give some backstory to this we've men mentioned Hera Hub yeah. twice now but I <laughs> we didn't really get into that um, when I introduced you can you tell everybody a little bit about what Hera Hub is and what this new adventure that you're on? Absolutely so Hera Hub is a shared workspace and business accelerator for women-owned businesses so what we provide is a professional environment for women who are running their own business to be able to work from, to be able to meet with clients. So there's meeting space, there's actual co-working space, 
And then the venue can actually be used as an event space during the evening and on the weekends by our um, by our members. For example, we have authors that you know might have a wine and cheese uh, book signing um, event on a weekend. And so it's so that's um, part of it. But the other part is really the formation of the the community. Um, you know. Each of the women that come in, you know, have their own have their own business and their own level of expertise, and we're able to work together and collaborate and and connect uh, one another with different you know with different people. Um, and then there's the the education and training that takes place, and that's one of the things that I really feel like makes um, Parahub unique is that our we want to get you on door, but we also want to help our members to actually scale up and grow their businesses and to be profitable. So we offer, you know, access to mentors that are expertise in the field. We offer, you know, um, workshops and training programs and accountability, which is always a big thing because when you're in your home isolated from many, from, you know, um, everyone else, you know, you have your to-do list and the things that you're supposed to, you know, accomplish at some point in time. But when you're the only one who knows about it, it's really easy to just keep putting it on the back burner. But when you have another, you know, group of women who know that, okay, you agreed that you were going to write one blog post a week <laughs> and we're expecting that, that, that you're going to follow through on that it makes such a huge difference. It's almost like, I think of it as, you know, like a gym, right? So Hair Hub is like a, a, a workspace that's in the same format, like as a well, um, concept of a gym where, you know, instead of buying your own equipment and, um, you know, buying your treadmill, your weight set, you pay a membership and all that is available and accessible to you. Well, it's the same you know, concept where, you know, you pay a membership and all of the, you know, the, the shared workspace, the um, conference rooms are all available to you and for your use, but more importantly is the community. And that's what really sold me on this idea of uh, Hera Hub. I actually went there for the first time and I did not even know that it was a co-working space. I went there for a women in podcasting workshop. And um, it wasn't until I went to the second Women in Podcasting workshop when I happened to ask, you know, one of the women that was there, you know, hey, can you give me a piece, you know, some, some paper? Because I had left my notepad in the car and I didn't want to interrupt the speaker and um, was trying to be polite. So I was like, hey, you know, just kind of nudge the person next to me. Like, hey, you have know, notepads here. And um, she was like, um, I don't know, and I just thought it was so strange. I'm like, wait a minute, you work here, don't you? You know, don't you know where the supply cabinet is? You know, and um, so it was after that that I found out that no, all these women who I thought were just this one cohesive, um, you know, uh, business, one um, cohesive department. Everyone was working for the same department. I thought it was one business. Everyone was working for the same department were actually all individual business owners, but there was so much synergy and collaboration and sisterhood, really. Um, you know, when I went there the first two times, I didn't even realize that it was an actual co-working 
face, I thought for sure the, with the relationships that these women had with one another, they had to be like coworkers or, you know, working for the same um, person. So that was really what sold me on the concept because not all co-working space have that, you know, some of them are very, um, you know, just executive suites uh, where, you know, you have, you just go into your office and close the door and there is no, you know, communication between you and the other people that work there. And I, um, you know, wanted to provide something different. And I, I see this as much bigger than me, to be honest with you, which is why I'm so passionate about it. I see this as a movement in the Temecula Valley area. And um, I think that we're going to be doing some really big things. I think that we're going to be, you know, you know, we're going to be uh, expanding, um, you know, the growth of the businesses here in this area. And I'm just really, really excited to be at the helm of this. I think that we're going to look back 10 years from now and go, wow, look at, look at all these women business owners in, you know, the Temecula Valley. <laughs> so I'm, I, I feel like it's so much bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. And I love when you tell that story of the notepad and how you thought it was just like you were at like a typical office. And it's so true. I think when you walk into Hera Hub specifically, but even any co-working space or even just women that get together at a coffee shop to network and kind of co-work on their own together, there's something that happens that's so special mm-hmm. when you bring that kind of energy together and you're able to collaborate and share ideas and hold each other accountable and just um, see somebody else who's doing the type of work that you're doing because I'm like myself and most of us that go to like a co-working space atmosphere, we work from home. We're solopreneurs. We might have a VA or two and we might bring people in for like contract jobs. But for the most part, like you're right, we're working at home and there's distractions every day, right? Right. Like you mentioned, there's laundry. There's the, the messy kitchen from the kids before they left for school in the morning. Yeah. Or there's there's like, the dog, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for people who have pets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes you can just get uninspired and demotivated mm-hmm. and just stuck. Yeah. And when you're at home by yourself, like you can sit there sometimes for longer than you plan to like, right. Like, right. and it's okay to sit there for a little bit and like right. stay in that moment. But it's also so empowering to like look over at somebody else who's sitting next to you on their laptop and they're doing their thing and they're focused and they're energized and like you can feel that energy. I feel like oh yeah. So I I just love that you foster that energy too, like where you want to bring these women together so they are not able to just provide for their families, but they're also like making an impact in the city and there's Mm -hmm. growth in the city that's happening as well because of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, and then too, you know, just based on my own personal experience, I um, know what it's like to um, not feel included. And so I also wanted to um, create a space that people felt included. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, because you don't get clicks uh, in Hera Hub, you know, Um, you don't get, you know, group, you know, that whole, you know, mean girl group thing. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, it's like the mean girls movie. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and I think we all, as women, know what that's like. 
um, to some degree. And um, when I saw that, just that sense of community and collaboration, I was like, oh my goodness, this, you know, I definitely want to bring that here to, um, you know, the Temecula Valley area. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, tell us a little bit, I know that you do other work as well um, for the state. Like for those of you that are new listening to me and Alicia, um, we live in California and yeah. we're in Temecula. So the Hera Hub that she is opening here is going to be in Temecula mm -hmm. area. Um, but she also does some amazing work in the state of California. And mm -hmm. I definitely want to talk about this because I think the two play such a big role together. Yes. Of just, it shows like who you are. Like, tell us a little <laughs> bit about like your work with the state. Thank you. And I, um, and I, I apologize. I failed to mention that. Yes, we're, I'm, this is the actual eighth location. The Temecula location will be the eighth location. There's three in San Diego. There's one in Phoenix, one in DC, and then one in Uppsala, Sweden. So when you do become a part of um, our sisterhood, you actually become a part of a, now international um, sisterhood of women. Um, so yes, thank you for reminding me of that. But yeah, it really, this work of empowering women, um, business owners really, you know, is definitely connected to some of the civic work that I, that I do. I actually was appointed by the governor of California in 2014 to be commissioned on the status of women and girls. Um, where I currently serve as the chair of that commission. And now I, um, and I was recently reappointed for another four years by the new governor who um, became a new governor um, uh, this year. Yeah, this year. Um, and yeah, I, it's, it's been such an inspiring experience. I mean, essentially what I'm doing is working on women's issues and working with communities of women and, and girls and essentially empowering them. Um, one of the main issues that I've had an opportunity to work on is pay equity because as I'm sure many of your listeners know, there is a huge pay gap between what men make and what um, women make. Um, women making, doing the same uh, work typically make 70 cents to every dollar that a male makes. And so there's definitely a pay inequity that exists uh, throughout our country. And so um, we've been working on that issue for a really long time and we've developed some resources actually for uh, not only, um, you know, for women to be able to uh, go to our website and um, which is www.womenscommission.ca.gov. Uh, um, <laughs> um, but you, you know, there's uh, the resources are for um, women who, you know, perhaps may um, feel like they are being, um, you know, discriminated against in terms of their the wage inequities um, in their job, but also it's for business businesses too. So if for businesses that want to actually do the right thing, it provides yeah. direction and accountability for businesses that want to make those changes in their um in their um, in their business, and there's a number of uh, large corporations that have signed on to the pledge to actually do internal assessments which, to determine whether or not they have that type of pay um, discrepancies in their um, 
in their organization. One of those is Airbnb, um, another is Apple. So there's about 18 different companies that have actually signed, um, signed a pledge to um, do some internal work um, with us. So there's that. And then of course, um, uh, engaging girls in STEM, which is the science, technology, engineering, and math, because we want more of our young women to go into those fields. So amazing that you do this work. I'm, I'm curious, how is it that you got into that type of work with the state? Like, was that something that you felt called to and you like searched out or did somebody hear you talk one day and they were like, oh, I, we need to recruit you in or what, what was that like? Well, I am glad that you're asking that question because I get asked it a lot. And one of my passions actually is uh, working with women to, um, get them appointed to different boards and commissions. I mean, because there's such a lack of representation of women on um, boards and commissions, whether we're talking about at the federal level, at the state level, the, um, the local level as well. Um, but basically, so I, my, my um, background, I used to do government relations work for a reproductive health care organization where I am um, part of my the work that I did in addition to like the um, public affairs government relations work was the engaging um, underserved communities and advocacy work. So a lot of going to the capital, a lot of lobbying, a lot of work on health issues. And um, uh, I was also going through a leadership program. And at the end of this leadership program, one of the things that they tasked all of the leaders to do was to consider applying for different boards and commissions because they really felt like, you know, there was a lack of representation of women on these boards and commissions and we, and we really need a woman's voice. And so I, um, and so I applied, I, I applied for it and it really, and, and the reason why I enjoy, you know, working with women who are interested in actually applying for boards and commissions is because I help to demystify the process and it's a really empowering experience for a lot of women to realize that, wait a minute, you know, this thing that felt so far off, like I, like impossible, like to do, I'm like, no, if I did it, you can too, you know? Um, and so I, you know, walked women through the process, the application process and, you know, um, recommendations on securing letters letters of recommendation um, and just, you know, in the interview process um, once it gets to that point. So, but yeah, that's another little, you know, passion that I have that I do on the side that is more of my, like, community service. Um, the, the work of the commission itself is my community, is, uh, my community service because I do mm -hmm. Amount of time on on that work, but then to my other um, community service really is trying to get more women appointed to these boards and commissions because there's a lot of boys, but not yeah. <laughs> not a lot of girls. And my thing is, is like we represent 51% of the population at least here in the state of California, and it's and it's similar in other states. And so yeah. we need to be at the table when decisions are being made because quite often. We are the ones that have to live with those decisions. Our children are the ones that have to live with those decisions. So, yeah. yeah so I want, you know, women to be at the table. So, yeah, but that's, you know, that's the work of the commission. <laughs> and we definitely need more women sitting at those tables yeah. or at the table. So, what, so 
if somebody's listening and they're like thinking like, oh, that would be cool to like sit at the table and like help make state decisions yeah. and like make an impact on what's going on locally for them. What do you tell somebody who's like intrigued, but they are a little bit scared to actually go out and even apply or put themselves into it? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I typically do with people is I'll have them, I'll do kind of like a brainstorm where I'll have them, you know, put their name in the middle and then, um, you know, talk about all the different hats that they wear. So let's say, you know, I am a PTA mom or I am a football mom or, you know, or, um, you know, I you know, do fundraising for my church. And I have women do this because oftentimes we think that we're not qualified for something when we've been doing that thing in some aspect of our lives that perhaps it wasn't something that was career related, but you helped the PTA uh, raise 10 grand. So guess what? You are, you know, you do fundraising, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) you do donor relations you know what I mean it's like and so that's usually that's one of the things that I do which is another reason why I mean and and it's it's my niche I mean I love listening to people and their stories so I um well that's usually the first thing I do is I'll sit down with them and help them to recognize their um hidden talents and skills and their knowledge so that they feel empowered to then go to, um, you know, either, you know, a federal website or um, go to the, um, the governor's website to begin to look at what is available. Because that's the other thing. There's so many things that are available. A great example of that is I do, like a woman that I um, worked with, she, while she was a professional woman, she also was the mother of um, a young man with autism. And she ended up getting um, appointed to a commission because they wanted to have the voice of a parent who had a child with autism. And so don't overlook all the other hats that you wear is typically my advice. And what I usually do when I'm working with a woman who's interested in um, a board or commission is the first step. And then the second step is, okay, now let's see what's available that you might be interested in, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's usually what I, what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. And I love that, like, you connect it that way with them and, like, sit down and have them brainstorm, like, what they've done in the past. Because even as, like, entrepreneurs in general, like, sometimes we discredit, like, our past careers or right. when we volunteered for associations or for, our, like you said, like, PTA or right. um, on the board of a football team for your son like whatever those things are and those things are they're they count like we 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 like this we stuff them into our purse and we like throw them aside and we're like no that doesn't count that was just me volunteering you know helping do this but when you look at like the big picture of it like Mm -hmm. you have like fundraised or fundraised you've um Mm -hmm. hosted huge events Events, exactly (laughs) so many things you've coordinated travel for you know 10 football players that needed to get somewhere whose parents weren't available to take you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We can't forget that we have those. (laughs) I love that you help like pull those out and like use them for stepping into like like that next level leader. Yeah. 
Yeah. So important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been an amazing conversation. And before we kind of start wrapping things up, I'm super curious if you could share like maybe two or three tips that you find are the, a lot of our, the audience is, you know, entrepreneurs that are working from home, they're mm-hmm. um, growing their business and they're doing all these things. What would be like your top one or two tips that um, if somebody's just struggling with feeling connected mm-hmm. in their community or getting um, engaged with um, other entrepreneurs, even in their local area, yeah. what are like the first things that you recommend for them to do just to kind of put themselves out there and get out of their house a little bit? Um, you know what I um, recommend um, just with the advent of technology and social media, it's so much easier now to find like-minded individuals to connect with. And so I would recommend like going onto your Facebook and doing, you know, some sort of search for, you know, business women in your area and beginning to just get out, you know, uh, get, get out of your, you know, your house and the isolation of the house and begin to just go to some of those networking events. So you can begin to share some of your struggles with other women or share some of your triumphs with other women who are going through the same thing quite often. So um, definitely, you know, utilizing social media and then, um, you know, uh, the referrals um, in terms of, you know, if you already know, if you already have an existing group of women that are doing um, things in the area, you know, ask them, you know, what particular, you know, what particular group are you connecting with? So, you know, social media and then just relying on um, your existing relationships to connect with other people. And the third thing is, hey, make your own <laughs> you know um one of my one of the things that i absolutely adore darlene for is the fact that she has this book club that's specifically for women business owners and um the type of books that we read are those type of development books for you know for for us you know the books that we, that we often quite often will have on our list of oh eventually I'm going to get to this but um because it's a business book <laughs> you know and um usually very interesting business books so thank you for that but um yeah so or start something start something on your own um so those are like the three tips that I would um you know give to someone who is uh trying to connect with other people yes no those are amazing thank you so much uh-huh. I, as we wrap up i'm going to ask some rapid fire questions um okay. to kind of get to know alicia a little bit better but uh-huh. um, i'm super curious if you have a morning routine and if you do what is it yeah um i do that i try to stick with but as you know, motherhood, <laughs> even though my son is 23 years, 23 years old um, and about to graduate from college, I still, you know, get those phone calls where it's like, yeah, I had a plan today and now it's all, <laughs> you know, topsy-turvy. <laughs> but when I do have a plan, when I do, um, you know, uh, abide by my plan, um, I usually like to, um, I, I do Bikram. So I practice um, Bikram yoga, which is hot yoga, where you do yoga in a room that's set at 105 degrees. I know it's crazy, right? But um, when my day is going well and I'm able to, I will, you know, go and do that first thing in the morning if I don't have any other conflicts. That's like the, that's my morning routine. And 
as crazy as it sounds, to be sitting in a room for, you know, 90 minutes and uh, 105 degrees, there is something that is so clearing, mentally clearing about doing that. And there are times when I get more inspiration and more direction from being in that class than I do sitting at home, you know, just, you know, in my head, in my head so much that I can't figure out well, what's my next move going to be. For some reason, just being in that environment will kind of just clear the fog out of my brain and just kind of help me to, oh, you know what, and, and, and it's so funny because it's like there's times when I'm like, oh man, I wish I had a notepad in this class so I can, you know, write down some of the things that are now that I was having difficulty figuring out what my next step was and that then I can, you know, go ahead and um, do that. And on days when I'm not able to do that, I at least try to um, uh, read for about 15 minutes. <laughs> So yeah, just, I try to do something for myself, but you know, uh, it, yeah. it doesn't always happen. <laughs> I love that because you're so right. Like, especially with kids, no matter how old they are, like they still, we worry as moms and we yeah. want to make sure they're taken care of so it can throw us off. And I love that you um, use that as like a self-care practice for yourself just to like decompress and allow yourself to like dump all those ideas because I think it's so true, especially with exercise. Like I feel like I get so many great ideas and mm -hmm. like you ha I have to have my phone next to me and I open up the note tab and I'll like write things down. Like right. just like enough of a, cause if I don't write like at least the start of whatever I was thinking right. about, it's gone. And I'm like, where'd it go? I yeah. had this great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've had those moments too. <laughs> and, and you mentioned that um, you like to read sometimes and this goes perfectly to our next question. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. what is your favorite book that you feel like has given you like the most personal growth? So it's funny you ask that because I'm actually reading a book right now that has been life altering. I know that I, you, you, I feel like the question was meant for me to look, you know, think about in the past, but um, I'm actually reading this um, great book by um, Minda Hart um, that's called The Memo, and it's really about women, particularly women of color, and um, being able to secure a seat at the table and, you know, just different um, things that we wouldn't no, um, because we're quite often times the first person to, you know, have a corporate job in our family or, you know, have a white collar job in our family. And it's like a little, you know, tips um, um, on that. And I mean, it's, it, it's, an, it's a tentacle woman of color. However, you know, the author is very disclosing about the fact that I think it, that it's a great book for anyone because... And two, because this is really about sisterhood, right? And there are different ways that people who aren't, you know, necessarily women of color can actually, you know, review this and then, um, you know, um, be able to help their, you know, help their sister out um, when they see them, you know, um, with, you know, going through a, a particular challenge on um, an issue that they're experiencing. So, yeah, that's uh, Minda Hart, um, The Memo. That sounds amazing. I, I wrote it down. You said it's called the, the memo, correct? I just yep. want to make sure I wrote it right. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. that sounds amazing. So definitely we'll all check that one out as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if you were to like look back on your life and like when you started 
um, your career, what would be like one thing that you would tell yourself if you were starting over now that you wish you would have known back then? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have told myself that you are capable, um, that I'm really just encouraging myself to take a chance, really, to, to go ahead and just take, go ahead and take a chance, especially with regards to my career. Um, I, you know, I, I, I um, was always really kind of skittish, even though I, I feel like I've accomplished a lot. Um, you know, I was always very, very calculated and skittish about doing things and making, deci- and making decisions. And, um, so, the, which is why, you know, this uh, hair hub is such a big, big leap for me is because I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm like, kind of like Curse the Cowardly Dog. It's like, you know, I'm scared of everything, but I'm more scared of what will happen if I don't do something. And so, um, but yeah, I would probably, you know, just en- encourage myself to, you know, hey, you know what you can do this you know you you can you can do this <laughs> Alicia, you know you don't don't have to wait for perfection to occur before you make that leap um you can actually uh do this so just move forward and do it and if you fall it's okay you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of my cousins um he's a really good he we go to the skating ring so my cousins get together every once in a while and we'll go to the skating ring and I'm not a good skater and um he gave me the best advice he was like just go ahead and fall just he was like just go ahead and fall and his point was when you once I fail I wouldn't be so scared of falling and then that would actually give me the courage to be able to skate and I did that and I was like it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I just got back up and kept on going, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. So sometimes that, you know, uh, fear of uh, falling can keep us from um, doing things that we, you know, should take a chance on. So (laughs) that's a great lesson because you're right. Like we have to show up courageous and be okay with falling sometimes or doing things the wrong way. But I think like the important thing is like looking at, like it's not necessarily a failure if you learn from it. So oh, taking yeah. that, like turning it around and saying like, mm-hmm. what did I learn from this situation? Like that just makes you so much better. So like when you right. fall the one time and you get back up, like you learned that like you scraped your knee, but you're, you didn't die. Like you're still mm-hmm. good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. And the the last question I have for you just to kind of pull everything together for the summit is I'm curious what you think, um, or what does attract and stand out mean to you? Mm. Um, I attraction and standing out to me means being open and authentic about who you are, because I firmly believe that, um, I have been able to attract like-minded women, um, women who are also just as passionate about community and just as passionate about empowering other women because I am willing to be vulnerable and really share my, share my story. And um, like often will attract like, <laughs> you know, birds of feather kind of um, um, flock together. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I think of attraction, that's what I think of is just me being willing to be vulnerable and open 
and the fact that people will just come as a result of that. People will be attracted um, to you as a result of that. So that's what I try to do. <laughs> awesome. I, love I love that answer too, like birds of a feather that flock together. I'm glad I'm in your flock. I'm just saying. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. Trust me. Me too. <laughs> I think about my flock all the time. Like they're my babies. <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing just to have those connections and those people yeah. that you can go to and ask for advice or help you get unstuck or just laugh with and have fun with and like be silly and not have to be like so serious all the time right exactly exactly yes and we have fun together so I appreciate that whether we're dancing <laughs> to a strobe light or you know just actually sitting down getting some work together yeah. work done I really yeah I really appreciate my blog so yeah so amazing <laughs> I've had so much fun um talking to you during the interview um, but before we go, I know you have a free gift for everybody for being a part of the summit. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. So um, as I was mentioned to, mentioning to you earlier, um, I get asked by a lot of women, especially when they find out that I am a governor appointee, you know, how did you do that? What's the process? And so I love to demystify that process by um, providing them tips. And so uh, what I have is um, a list of that are going to be available for women to be able to download on my website on um, the process, on, you know, specific things that you can do to um, secure an appointment or um, an appointment on a commission or a board. So that's my little gift to um, everyone out there. And, um, you know, it's been great. I'm really excited to have had this opportunity. Um, and if you'd like to reach out to me, um, please, please do so. I'm on Facebook. You can reach me um, at Hera Hub Temecula on Facebook and um, or um, on Instagram, alicia.wilkins.619. 619 has in the error code for San Diego, if that helps you remember. <laughs> alicia.wilkins.619 um, for my Instagram. And then, of course, um, if you uh, would like to go to our, our Hair Hub website, you can go to hairhub.com slash Temecula. That's T-E-M-E-C-U-L-A. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being a guest on and just sharing um, so much great information for how we can connect and get involved in our communities and connect and just grow and foster those relationships with other people. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> hey, friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. 
You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.